excited uh, to get a chance to share uh, some things tonight. Uh, let me turn my phone down so I'm not distracted here. Um, uh, we are in a series titled Surprise the World. I know that this, in the spring, we take like two weeks on, one week off, so it gets kind of confusing to track a full series. But uh, I started this series off by talking about living questionable lives and how that moves us uh, upward, inward, and outward. And then we got into these missional habits, things that hopefully we can be incorporating into our daily lives, into our weekly rhythms. And that first uh, missional habit was given to us by Alana, and it was what? Don't put it up there. Bless. Bless. Excellent. And then Brett talked about the second missional habit, and it was eat. There you go. We are tracking along well. And tonight we're going to talk about the third missional habit. And Davis has read the book, and so he is ready with all the answers. And that habit is what, Davis? Listen. That's right. Now let's see if Davis can do it. Let's see if he can listen to the talk here tonight. And so uh, talking about this missional habit of listen, and I think of everything, uh, like listening to me is like a, a part of a scale, right? Like you have listening on, if listening is on that side, then the other end of that spectrum would be talking, right? And I think that all of us are somewhere in between those two points. Like if you were 100% listen and 0% talk, like you would say no words, but you would hear everything right, and then 100% talk, 0% listen, you'd say all the words, you wouldn't hear any of the words that were spoken. To you, all of us, obviously, no one's on that either end of those, on that spectrum, you're somewhere in the middle. And I actually have a theory about everybody, and that theory is that every single person has a unique number. And I don't know how to find that number for you, I don't know, if you maybe have to count all the words you say. I think every person has a number of words that they need to say every day. And some people have a low number of words that they need to get out every day. And some people have a high number of words that they need to get out every day. And now me, I'm a high number person to the point that if I have a day at work where I'm like got to sit by myself quietly, do a lot of uh, like, you know, paperwork or anything like that where I'm not talking a lot, if I don't get to talk on a Thursday, I'll get home and, and, and Megan will be trying to go to bed and, I'll, and she literally has multiple times turned to me and said, shut up, get out. Like she, she, she'd be like, wait till I fall asleep before you come in here to fall asleep because you keep talking to me so much. I just have to get my words out. And I just, I'm a talker. I'm on that, I'm not towards that end of the talking, listening scale. And I have a friend uh, who I grew up with, a friend who, who loves to talk. He loves to have deep conversations. We used to, uh, um, we used to talk about life all the time. And, and he's one of those two name guys. So like, uh, you, when you say his name, you know, have any friends like that? When you say their name, they're not just their first name. They're their first name and their last name. Like that's just, they're just a two name person. So this guy's name is Nick Hill. Um, and Nick Hill, a good friend of mine, one of those things where it's like he had the multiple Nicks in the same group. Could have been weird. Thankfully he was a, he's a two name guy. So I was just Nick. He was Nick Hill. It worked out. Um, but Nick Hill loved to have, like we love to talk. We love to have these good conversations about what God had for us in, in life, where we were heading, uh, what, you know, girl trouble, um, big decisions like going to college, getting jobs, that kind of stuff. We he was a great person to talk to. He was a great person who would listen to you when you talked. And now the trouble with Nick Hill is that he had a certain way that he liked to conduct these conversations. And the first, and there's a few steps to, to talking to Nick Hill. 
And Nick Hill had a big, uh, big truck. It was like a 1970s Ford F-150. It looked really cool. And he would love to drive around in this big truck. So now all of a sudden, our conversation now, talking and listening, a conversation, is happening inside of a truck. That's fine. We can make that work. I, we can talk. We can talk anywhere. That's great. The second thing, the second condition of talking with Nick was that he had the windows down. Doesn't matter if it was the middle of January. Doesn't matter if it was pouring rain. Nick Hill was a windows down guy. And so that's what we did in his truck, his rules. So you have the windows down. Not impossible to still have a conversation, but now we got wind noise coming in. Okay, so making it a little bit tougher. Other thing about Nick. He loved Diet Coke, so he's constantly taking sips, drinks of Diet Coke. So, and then you know when you get a lot of soda going, you're, you start burping a little bit. It's a little embarrassing. You start burp like mid-sentence. It's like you can't really, what was that word? It was like, you know, like what, did, what was that word? I don't know. So now all of a sudden, a conversation, a simple talking and listening has become, we're moving. So he's focusing on the driving of his truck. The windows are down, so you've got to be a little loud to fight the noise of the wind. You're fighting burping and, and drinking breaks in the conversation. And the fourth thing that I just really could never figure out, like, why Nick Hill would do this whenever we were trying to have a conversation, is that Nick Hill loved music. And I'm, now I'm the, I love music, too. Okay, I love driving around, listening to music. It's a great time. I get it. Windows down, playing some, some whoever on the, on the, uh, through the car speakers. But Nick would ask you a deep question that required a, a complex, res complex response. And then he would hear that his favorite Adele song had just come on the shuffle. And he, or whatever. I, I, just, I have a memory of him listening to this one song by Adele over and over and over again. So that's what's stuck in my head. And then he would just crank it up so loud. So now you've got the wind. You've got Adele. You've got car horns because he's driving all over the place while his eyes are closed singing Adele out to the top of his lungs when you're like, I thought we were having a conversation. How am I supposed to talk, let alone listen to you while you're talking back to me while all of this stuff is going on? And as we look at the missional habit of listen, we're not listening for Nick Hill in a truck, thankfully, but we are listening for the Holy Spirit's voice in our lives. And uh, there's actually a verse that in James chapter 1 that I really like, and I usually use it, um, we're not talking about something uh, more introspective like listening for the uh, Holy Spirit's voice. And, and you'll see why in the first half of this verse. But I think it's, uh, it's something interesting that James writes um, that we can learn from. So James chapter 1, pick up in 22. He writes, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his face, natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer but for, who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So we have these two ideas that James is writing about that I think we can see as we look at our first three missional habits uh, that we've been looking at, right? Be doers of the word. And we see these are like actions, right? We have bless and eat, that Alana and Brett talked about. They're, they're kind of extroverted steps towards other people. They're doing, acting out the word of God. Being, doer, being a doer of the word. And what's interesting about this to me is that as James is writing this, but not hearers only. And I feel like there is a taking for granted of the fact that 
people reading this, people hearing this spoken out loud, are hearers only already, right? Where there's a taking for granted that, that we are hearing the word. And I think maybe at this time, in this place, in these people, that might have been true. But I think for us, sometimes hearing the word can actually be a lot harder than being a doer of the word, right? If you're the kind of personality like me, like talking to people doesn't bother you. You, you love talking. I love talking. Blessing somebody, starting a conversation and eating with someone that you've never met before might be a lot easier than being quiet, than trying to listen to the spirit moving in your life, to be a hearer of the word. And uh, I know it can be challenging. And so that kind of leads us to the question of how do we become hearers of the word, flipping that verse, and not doers of the word only? How do we do the missional habit of listening? And so uh, there are some practical steps uh, that we're going to go through. And I think um, hopefully, and maybe you've tried it, maybe you haven't, um, but I encourage you, it's, you know, just even if you haven't yet, easy to jump in at any point. These habits are supposed to be uh, small little actions that we're building into our lives, right? Small things that are helping us to develop over time. That's not, not we blessed two people and that's that. Right? And we did it. Check. Alana. We did Alana's homework from that week. Right? Or, or we ate lunch. We invited the kid to eat lunch with us who normally doesn't. Like, check. Brett's homework is done. It's something that we hopefully are, are building as a habit, as a, as a regular occurrence into our lives. And kind of how, why we're breaking them out is that hopefully, you know, start with the blessing. Each week we're still blessing people. Start with, then add eating. Each week we're trying to eat with people. Then add listening. Each week we're trying to build listening in to our lives and so on and so forth as we go through the missional habits. And so it, as a lot of what I'm about to say is going to sound very simple. It's going to sound very easy. But I think if you actually give it a try, if you actually sit down and try to listen, you'll see how much time, how much energy, how long of a process just listening might be. And so the first practical step as we dive into uh, how to listen to be a hearer of the word is just to set aside time to listen, all right? Like I said, sounds really simple, but picking a small chunk of time that is designated to just prayer, to just hearing God's voice. And it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, 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 I like drive to school. It's like 15 minutes. I'll just do it then. And, and I would encourage you to not just uh, add it uh, along as an addition, as an addendum to something that you're already doing, like make it its own thing, put it as its own block in the schedule, uh, not something you're doing on the run to something else, but a stillness, a time for just you and God. And, and there are these things that they look at in the book called missional killers. And I, I think it really apply um, to all, they're going to apply to all of, all of the missional habits, but this one especially. Uh, and the two missional killers um, that they talk about are fear and laziness, and not necessarily in the way that you think. Uh, and, and fear Right? It could be a, 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 you're afraid, and that's kind of, I feel like, applies to more of the extroverted uh, habits, like a bless or an eat. Like maybe you're afraid to approach someone you don't know, uh, afraid of standing out, a fear of offending someone, afraid that they might respond in kind and start asking you questions that you're not able to answer. Right? And then you also have this mission killer of laziness, and not like I ate four bags of potato chips, a pizza, and watched all the Star Wars movies in a row without getting up off the couch kind of laziness. Although I think that that is such an impressive feat, if you could do that, that it would actually move like back all the way to not laziness anymore. But not that kind of laziness, but a laziness of like, 
to just kind of like hand wave or just, ah, I, don't, I don't need to bother reaching out to that person or I don't, I don't need this quiet time in my week. Like I'm, I'm too busy. I've got too much stuff going on or, or I can't help those people. I got to take care of myself. I've got enough things going on. The laziness that says I'm not even going to try because of blank, right? And this fear and this laziness can be missional killers and get us stopped before we can even try to start any of these habits, trying to build these habits up into our lives. So just as a warning, like setting aside time sounds like such a simple thing. Probably the hardest first step of any of these missional habits is to actually find a time for you and God to just to just listen for his voice. Second practical step, eliminate distractions. So basically we're looking for the opposite of Nick Hill's truck, right? We, we don't want loud noises. We don't want distracting, funny things coming in. Um, and this is going to be a lot different, uh, different for everyone, depending on how uh, distracted you are. I'm very, like, ADD, like, if, like, even talking. You guys being in the dark is actually very helpful for me. So I'm not like, oh, those girls are talking right there in the fourth row. Like, oh, I can't talk now because I got to see what they're talking about kind of stuff. Like, you guys are on the phone back there in the sixth. Like, I see all of this stuff. I'm trying to ignore it. But I can see it. I promise you. I can see it. Um, <laughs> but, like, this would be a very bad time for me to be trying to do my, my quiet time because you guys are so distracting, right? Um, but trying to eliminate distractions. If, it, if sounds distract you, get rid of them. If uh, the quieter, the darker the space, like whatever it is that's helpful to you in, in, in eliminating as many distractions, and, and this is kind of like a knowing yourself kind of thing. Um, in Matthew 6, Jesus uh, uh, talks about, he's talking about prayer. He's, he's setting up the Lord's prayer that he's about to teach to the disciples. And uh, the, he says this in, in Matthew 6, uh, verses 5 and 6. And when you pray, you must not like be the hypocrite, must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, here it is, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. Now, I think going to your, your room, maybe that's a place of distraction. Maybe that's not a good place to, uh, to do that. But I think... Um, Whatever a place that you can, you know, and whatever you need to do, like do you need to sit on your hands to keep from fidgeting? Do you need to close your eyes to keep from seeing a distraction that's going to be in the space that just works as the space that you can try to set aside time to hear God? Whatever it is, and, and as you, the more you build it into your schedule, the more you'll find that rhythm and what it is that uh, is a perfect situation, whether you've eliminated the distractions in your life. And, and again, like I cannot stress this enough, it's going to probably not be as quick and as immediate and, and be as, as not as drawn out as you want, right? These things take time. We've got to give God more than two minutes to like, like he's responding to a text, right? That like we, we beam out to him. Third step, third practical step is just to let God in, right? We've removed our distractions. We've set aside this time. We're here. We're ready to listen to God. And, and then our, our mind just explodes, Right, we've got questions, we've got thoughts, we've got desires, we've got things like, all right, I set aside this time, like God, let's let's figure this stuff out, let's do it all in one shot. Here we go. And I think the hard part of listening, right, is that none of what I just said is listening, right? It's all talking, it's out, it's not there's it's not receiving anything. The hard part of listening is, can you be content simply sitting in God's presence, not be downcast or distracted 
by whatever it is that's trying to fill that space instead of God's voice. Uh, I think there's, a, there's one thing that I think can be helpful, and again, this is one of those things that it's going to sound simple or weird, but it, it, it might help and it might not, so to each their own. Um, but there's something called a centering prayer. It's, it's kind of like a, a small piece of scripture or just a se- small, simple prayer like, like Lord, Lord, keep me focused on you. Like that could be it. And, and something that you just say when you're in this moment, when you're in this quiet time, when you are trying to hear God's voice to kind of drive everything else Every distraction out of your mind, all the questions, just the centering prayer. And there's a theologian who, who is quoted in the book who wrote, the, the prayer of the heart has to always be very simple. And I think sometimes we, get, we think that this is, can be some complicated system, there's some complicated uh, effort, and we need to do X, Y, Z, and, and punch all these buttons and do all these things. But ultimately, it, this is a very simple, such, it's an easy thing like just listening uh, to, to me talk right now, we just have to learn and practice how to do it uh, in, in a way that works into our lives as well. Um, our thoughts are going to try to distract us, but given some time, your thoughts will begin to slow. You'll become more captive to the Spirit's presence. And finally, if we can get to this point, which again, like might not be the first time, the fifth time, the tenth time, like it, you, it might feel fruitless for a while. Hopefully, eventually, we feel like we've heard God's voice in our lives. Brett was doing a leader teaching. Uh, we, we all get dinner and, and, and kind of do a teaching before you guys get here. And, and Brett was talking, uh, this isn't in my notes, but he was just talking today um, about it. He felt like God had put something on his heart. And I feel like that's, you know, like he, he was, he was taught, listening at a prayer time we do on Wednesday mornings. And he had heard, he felt like God was just putting this idea of loving thy neighbor on his heart. And I feel like that's a perfect example of like, Listening to God might not even come in this intentional time that you've set aside to hear what God has to say to you. But if we're trying to build that habit up into our lives, he might still speak in other places uh, throughout our weeks, throughout our days as well. And so when we hear that, we, we, we follow God's promptings, right? And that could be a call to, to do some of the other habits more, right? It could be a call to bless someone who, who you maybe have talked yourself out of fear away from approaching. It could be a call to eat with someone uh, who maybe you're afraid to approach. It could be a, a conviction of something that in your life that maybe you should be doing or maybe you should not be doing. It could be a gentle nudge or a sharp push into or out of something that's going on. Learning to listen helps keep us on God's mission to show and tell the world who he is. And so, like I said, we're trying to not just do one missional habit a week and check it off of the list, but we're trying to build them. And so uh, you've, you've, you know two-thirds and probably can guess the, the third third here of what I'm about to say for our challenge this week um, is, is to still, is to bless, is to bless, I'll, well, I'll keep it at two because that's what Alana said. I know it's not what the book says, Davis, but um, uh, we'll keep, still trying to see, find two people that God has placed in your life that maybe you are in a unique position to bless this coming week. Maybe eat with someone who unexpected, who, who again comes across and specifically in your path and then you have a unique opportunity to eat with, to, to maybe make their day or maybe they end up making your day and you thought you were the one blessing them with your presence, right? I feel like that happens to me all the time where I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go to lunch with this guy. And I'm like, oh man, that was such an awesome time for me. Like I hope that they had as much fun as I did. And then finally, let's set aside one time this week, not every day. I'm realistic with my, my challenges here. Not every day, but can we find one time this week 
Uh, and not five minutes, not three minutes, but like a solid, like maybe it's 15 for you, maybe it's 20. What, any time of intentional time to listen for God's voice. Um, we talked, at, I talked that very first week about this idea of living questionable lives and the whole point of hoping to build these habits into our regular life, into our weekly schedule, is to do just that. Uh, so I would love to pray for us and then we can break out into small groups. Talk about listening to God. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to get to gather together uh, to learn more about what you have to say uh, in, our, in our lives and for our lives. God, we ask that you be with each and every one of us in this room, that you give us the, the courage to overcome any fear we might have of blessing or eating or listening to you this week, to give us the peace to know that you are there working in our lives, that you are speaking to us, that we just need to, to find a way to listen, to be hearers of your word and not only doers of the word. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. And everybody said... Amen.